What is the blackout period? In general, it's just a period of time in which the microgreen seeds are in the dark, hence the blackout period. Welcome to the Microgreens Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Marsh, and I'm on a mission to help you, teach you, and motivate you to grow flavorful and nutritious microgreens in your home. Each Microgreens Podcast is meant to supplement content published on homemicrogreens.com, but in reality, the show is more about sharing with you the joys of growing your own food. Not only is it more nutritious, but seeing those plants grow will lift your spirits, bring a smile to your face, and give you a positive outlook on life. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 11 of the Microgreens Podcast. Today I want to talk about the blackout period. I've had quite a few emails concerning the blackout period, so I want to go over exactly what it is, the different methods you can black out microgreens with, and the purpose of using the blackout period. First, what is the blackout period? We use the blackout period as soon as we sow the seeds. There are two methods, but we're just going to go over what the blackout period is in general. In general, it's just a period of time in which the microgreen seeds are in the dark, hence the blackout period. Now, there are two kinds of blackout periods. One is called the weighted method, and that's where we put something on top of the seeds, and a weight pushes the, a lid or a top or the bottom of a container down onto the seeds and into the soil. The other one is the dome method. That's where we just take an empty dome, usually black, for the blackout period, although it can be a different color and you can use a towel to cover it, but you put this dome over the top and just let the seeds germinate right on the surface of the soil. So those are the two methods. Again, there's the weighted method and the dome method. And I'll be going over more of these in articles and in um, my course that I'm developing right now. So from my experience, almost all microgreens, at least any of the ones that I've come on, you can always use the weighted blackout method. Some microgreens, the dome method works better. However, the weighted method will work for all. So we'll go over that one first. So to start with the blackout period, we've sown our seeds on soil. The soil level should be, well, I guess it doesn't have to be to the top of the container, but in most instances, it's easier. And what you do for the weighted method is that you put some container or some lid on top of the seeds in the soil, and then you put a weight, whether it's a rock, a dumbbell, a book, anything with weight, up to like five or six pounds on a small tray or up to like 15 pounds on a 10 by 20 tray. A lot of people use the uh, cement blocks, they're 8 by 16 by 1 or 2 maybe, that much that thick. They weigh about 13 or 14 pounds and they fit perfectly in a 10 by 20 tray. So they will place the microgreens on a shelf, they'll put another tray on top of the seeds in the soil and then they'll put this heavy weight, like I said, up to 13 or 14 pounds inside of that tray. Now for the whole microgreens tray, a smaller tray, that's too much weight. But I have put up to five pounds of weight on. Usually I put about two and a half or three pounds of weight on. Now with the whole microgreens tray, we can use the uh, opaque lid that comes with the whole microgreens tray. We tip it upside down so that the uh, surface of the lid will actually fit inside of the tray or the planting tray. And then we just put a weight on top of that. And that will transfer the weight all the way across the surface of the soil. Now, since it is opaque, and that's actually what comes with the trays, so I just use it, no sense to add another cost there, is I just put a tea towel over the top of it. So what we've done is we've put weight on the soil and the seeds, and then we've put a tea towel over the top of the tray to help keep the light out. That's the, black, that's the weighted blackout period. 
A lot of people will just use another tray, especially if they're using 10, 20 trays. They'll take their next tray of microgreens and stack them up. And I think you've seen this in, on my website where I've even taken the whole microgreens trays and stacked them up. However, you'll notice I always put the lid on first. I don't put the bottom of the planting tray on top of the last seeding. And I don't really, a lot of people will do that, especially with the 10, 20s. They'll take their next tray of microgreens and they'll put that planting tray right on top of the last tray that they planted. I don't like to do that because I don't like to get the seed husk and the dirt and um, any of the seedlings that come off on the bottom of a tray that I'm going to use. So what I do with my 10 by 20 trays is I actually take something called coroplast. It's the same stuff that they make the election signs out of. It's sort of corrugated um, plastic. And I just cut it to fit the tray. I place that over the top of the seeds and then I put the tray, the next tray on top of it when I stack. That way the bottom of the tray just stays clean. Everything goes on to the chloroplast, and it's really easy to wipe off, spray down with bleach, and it's all sanitized. So here the weighted method is we put something on top of the seed in soil, and then we put weight on top of that to transfer the weight down to the seed. So what does this do for the plants? Well, what it does is it makes better soil seed contact. And you're going to find that you're going to get much better germination this way because it will actually push the seeds into the soil and the seeds will actually fight against the weight on top and will actually have to root in deeper to help push that weight up. Now, if you're growing microgreens like mustards, they'll try to sneak out the sides or they'll be bent over. That's okay. Don't worry about it. They'll straighten up. But if you're growing um, things like broccoli, radishes, sunflowers, peas, something with a really sturdy stem, it will actually lift that weight up. Again, if you go, if you go, I'll actually put some in the show notes. If you go to the show notes at homemicrogreens.com forward slash zero one one for the episode eleven, I'll put in some pictures of um, trays I've had where the radishes and sunflowers have actually picked up the tray, tilted it, and basically thrown it off themselves so they could grow to the sun. These plants really want to grow, so a little bit of weight isn't gonna isn't gonna hurt them. Now, for more of the finer microgreens like amaranth, mustards, they won't necessarily push it up. They'll push it up a little bit, but you just need to be careful when you remove it. So the purpose is you're going to make better soil to seed contact. Also, it helps hold in moisture. So even though the, 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 tra the moisture that is going to evaporate from the soil will just come up and stay there and keep those seeds moist so that they can germinate better. Now, there are some precautions you have to take. If it's really warm where you're growing your microgreens, like over 80 degrees, you have to be real careful because the inside of that tray will really heat up. And matter of fact, I've got a tray here right now of sunflower seeds um, that I'm going to harvest tomorrow for delivery. Today's Thanksgiving, so I'm going to do it on Friday instead of Thursdays. I really burnt out the middle of the tray. It's just there's not many uh, sunflowers there. Because that inside of the tray didn't get any airflow and didn't cool off and just they just didn't grow well. Now, that's where a lot of people say, well, this is where you need to use a microgreens tray or a tray on top of the seed so that even those little tiny um, grooves that are in the bottom of the trays will let air in, helps vent out some of the heat. And they may be right. But again, I just don't like to use the trays. I just don't like to have the seed pods, the seed husks remaining on the trays, and then I get it all over the place. May have had a place that was concrete and I could just wash it down, wipe it down better than what I have right now. I would consider it. But for the moment, I'm just going to use the chloroplast, chloroplast and be careful and watch my microgreens a little bit more carefully. With the whole microgreens tray, since they're so much smaller, 
you don't really have that problem in the middle of the burnout. It just never really heats up enough to really harm the seeds. You can leave it on too long. That's why I suggest you always check them after 48 hours. A lot of times the seeds won't be ready and you're going to put that top back on very carefully and wait a day or two, maybe even up to three or four more days. But you should check them after 48 hours just to see how they're doing, see if anything is sprouting, make sure that the tray is wet enough. So let me recap that one more time. For the weighted method, the weighted blackout method, we're going to take our tray of seeds, we're going to put a lid, a piece of plastic, something on top that makes actually contact with the seeds in the soil, and try to cover as much of that soil and seed surface as you can. And then on top of that, we're going to put a weight. For a small tray, up to 5 pounds. For a 10 by 20 tray, you can go up to 14 pounds if you'd like. It won't hurt them. I don't use that much weight on my 1020s just because I don't have any of those cement blocks. I just actually have 10 pound dumbbell weights. Um, not, not like the dumbbells, I'm sorry, more like the disc weights, the ones that you would put on a bar. Um, those work fine. They fit right inside a tray and I put generally about 10 pounds in a tray, whether it's one 10 pound weight in the middle or I put two five pound weights on either end of the tray. And then if there are any gaps around the tray where light can get in, then I actually just use a tea towel. You can get those at any dollar store or any really, you know, it doesn't need to be a great towel at all. Just go buy a cheap towel and just drape it over the top and that'll exclude enough light to help keep the blackout. So that's sort of, we, we talked about why we put the weight on, right? So that you actually have better seed to soil contact. Excluding the light is just like most seeds that are underground. They just grow better when they don't have light on them. Now there are exceptions, you know, lettuce comes to mind right away. Lettuce actually does need light to germinate, but for most microgreens, you want to dark out a blackout period. So that's the weighted blackout period. Now let's get into the domed method. The dome method is when you take another tray, tip it upside down and place it rim to rim. So there's actually a dome around it. Again, this dome neither needs to be black or if it's opaque, you need to put a towel over the top of it to exclude light. So in this way, we're not actually putting any weight on the seeds in the soil. This does work pretty well for um, amaranth. I have an article, and I'll link that again in the show notes at homemicrogreens.com forward slash zero one one. For amaranth, it works really well. Amaranth is so fine that if you're not really careful with the weighted method, um, you'll end up stunning the growth of the amaranths. So they do grow better under the dome method. Some mustards are like that. Now, a lot of people say any of the mucilaginous seeds like basils, mustards, amaranth, it's better off using the dome method. Well, I've got one right behind me right now of a basil that I grew one with the weighted method and one with the ble- with the dome method. And the weighted method is definitely producing better results. So I think what I'm going to do in the future is when I grow or when I grow a microgreen that I'm going to um, do an article on, I'm going to grow it by the weighted blackout method and the dome blackout method. That way you can see the results from both and you can make an educated decision on whether you want to use the weighted method or the dome method. Now for this basil, the weighted method actually has produced better plants. They've been more dense since the start. They are um, they're just a better train. When that article's published, it's on bicolor basil, basically a green Genovese basil seed mixed with a dark opal basil seed. So you have, you know, a dark red basil and a green basil together. 
you're going to see that the blackout method has produced better looking plants, at least so far. They still have about another week left before I think they're 21 or 24 days old. But so far, the um, weighted blackout method works better for the basil. But like I said, for some varieties, the dome method just works better and makes more sense. So we'll just go over the dome method again. I mean, it's pretty simple. You just take your tray of microgreens. You find a same size tray that fits it. You tip that upside down so that when you place it on top of your planting tray, it actually fits rim to rim and you've made a dome around those seeds. Again, it should be um, dark. So with the whole microgreens kit, I just use the watering tray. So I use the lid as a watering, basically as a watering tray. It's basically, we don't water while they're germinating, but soil can come out the hole. So I put that lid underneath the planting tray just to keep the soil from coming out. And then I take the watering tray and I put it up over the top of it so that it makes a nice blackout dome. Now you can put a little bit of weight on there if you want, like a pound or two or a light paperback book or something. That'll just help hold that lid on so it doesn't slide off. But when those have grown, and usually you can tell they've grown because they've actually reached the top of that dome, you take the watering tray off and then you can use it just like a regular watering tray. We don't need the dome anymore and put them underneath the lights. So that's the dome method. I'm sure your next question is, well, what method do I use for what varieties? Well, I don't have all those answers yet. Just right now I know, and it's going to be a limited, a limited uh, list of varieties here. Amaranth and a lot of the mustards grow better in the dome method than they do with the weighted method. Everything else so far has grown better with the weighted method. But you'll see those results as I'm going through all my varieties, regrowing them, taking better pictures for the store. So, you know, we'll have a, at the end, we'll have a good list of what grows better with the weighted method and what grows better with the dome method. All right. If you have any questions, leave a comment below. You can email me at todd at homemakergreens.com. You can leave a comment at the show notes at homemakergreens.com forward slash 011. And I'll get right back to you as soon as I can on your questions. I'm sure that you'll have them and that's perfectly fine. That's how we all learn. As a matter of fact, when you ask questions, it really helps me out a lot because one, it gives me some idea on what I am, what I need to write for content. And I really like helping everyone. I want everyone to be able to grow their own microgreens at home. The more food, the more fresh food we can produce ourselves, the better off everyone will be. So to wrap up, there's a couple things I want to say. If you're listening to the podcast on recently on any of the podcast players, today is actually Thanksgiving 2020. I have actually added some new things to the home microgreens store, such as gift cards, their preset values. There are also a place where you can put in any dollar amount that you want and you can send these gift cards anytime in the future. So you can either send them immediately or you can wait until Christmas Eve or Christmas and send these out. And the recipient will receive an email with a gift card code in it that they can use on a whole microgreen store. So that's new. I also have a few new varieties. I did change the whole microgreen store uh, theme or the way it looks, basically the storefront over. I'm still working on it. I'm just working out kinks. So if you see anything that doesn't work or you see anything that you would uh, have problems navigating around or options that you'd like to see, just email me again at Todd at homemakergreens.com and, and I'll see if I can make those changes. But I really, I want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving if that is your holiday. It is my favorite holiday here in the States. 
Um, I really want to thank all of you for, one, listening to the podcast, two, um, visiting my website and all the kind emails that I get. I really appreciate it. And I'm really, I'm there for you. I try to answer all the questions personally myself. I don't try to give you like, you know, here's the answer and the frequently asked questions. I try to actually do a personalized email. I can see a point where I might have to shorten those up a little bit as I'm getting more and more every week. But really, I'm looking to grow this audience to 10,000 active people. And by active, I mean they're actually uh, asking questions. They're in comments. They're helping each other. They're growing microgreens in their own home. They're looking forward to growing new varieties and looking forward to new ways to use those microgreens. And that, that's my goal. That's my mission is to get 10,000 active microgreen growers on the website. So to everyone here, have a happy Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Microgreens podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. It really helps out the podcast. As always, stop by homemicrogreens.com and say hello. Now before the next show, plant your next tray of micros. Let's keep growing.